Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa la. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to the Fikra podcast. This is episode 20. Finally, we've hit now uh, the double, you could say, decade of this because it's been so long since I've recorded the last episode. Um, so today I have with me, mashallah, I have uh, a very, mashallah, young imam with me, uh, Imam Hassan. Siddiqui from Houston, I believe, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, mashallah. And, uh, you know, how, how are you? How you been? How's everything? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. I'm, uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing great. Mashallah, that's amazing. All right, so how did we meet? <laughs> this, is, uh, this is an interesting story. So we met, right. we met, through, we met through our very amazing mutual friend, inshallah, we'll have him on the podcast, Mirsab, you know, you know, it's like, bless him and, uh, you know, uh, give him so much goodness in this life and the next. And his brother, mashallah. Um, I mean, you know, his brother also. <laughs> yeah, of course. So many, so many good things to say, mashallah. And, uh, so we, we did meet on Instagram, me and you. <laughs> We've... Uh, Right. We've seen our, our fair share of the reminder videos and the <laughs> here and there. Um, right, right. You're putting out good content, mashallah. I, I love it, you know? Um, yeah, alhamdulillah. So I think recently, um, and I'm just going to jump straight into it, you, you spoke about a lot of stuff. And, and first and foremost, you know, let's get a little bit more about you. You know, where's your background? You know, where have you studied? You know? <laughs> Um, yeah, you're young, clearly, and you know, and it's right. uh, it's a very strange thing to see, like, you know, uh, at such a like in, in youth, you know, someone to be at like a you know level of like a community kind of leader, and you know, uh, somewhere over there. So, how would you say that you know that kind of fit in your life? Um. Well, I mean, I'm I'm 29. I don't know how young I am. Oh, so that's, yeah, that's still that's not old at all. <laughs> so that, that's that's that. I mean, I started my journey to to study Islam after eighteen, after I finished high school. I didn't, or I I think I I just started to learn to read Quran at eighteen. Like okay. I, I yeah, I think I didn't know how to read. I definitely didn't know how to read Quran before that. But I'm trying to think if it was after that or before that. I know I started in my local masjid. You know, subhanAllah, it's, it's, it's ajeeb, it's so strange how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala works. Like, I was still in high school, still doing all the all, all the wrong stuff. But somehow, I was coming to the masjid to learn Qur'an. And not even like a, as a 7, 8-year-old. I'm coming as this 17, 18-year-old. Yeah, subhanAllah. And uh, I'm just like, all right, I'll do it. You know, it's like, I wasn't even thinking of anything. It was just like, it, it, it just happened and I just went with the flow with, you know. Uh, and then I learned how to read. Um, like, you know, you when you learn how to read, it's not, it's, you're not fluent or anything. And that summer, uh, after I graduated from high school, um, I ended up, um, interestingly, I ended up going on a 10-day a uh, tabligh jamaat. And uh, th that was a really refreshing experience, like, uh, in terms of just me, like, learning about so much about Islam. Like, I mean, I didn't know anything. I mean, I didn't know anything about Islam to, to well, I mean, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna disparage my parents that much, but, uh, but um, I, I knew about Islam, you know. Uh, what was interesting was, 
this is this is when now I know the hadith of the prophet. But since twelve, I was trying to pray my best five times a day, and even if it was in five, it was like three or it was four, and regardless of all the wrong stuff that a typical New York City high school kid is involved in, I'd, I'd still find time to pray. And I just remember the reason that started even was, you know, so I'm, I'm like going back and forth, but I just remember this. I, I still have this vivid memory. After that day, I never, you know, I never ever, uh, I, I was like, I made a commitment that I'm going to pray. And this is me as like this 11, 12-year-old kid. We, we go for Juma. It's New York City. And me and my older brother were late. And we're outside and we just find space on the concrete. And he goes and there in and, and the Imam is going into sujood. My brother goes directly in sujood and I refuse to. Because I'm like, I'm not gonna put my head on the ground over here. I'm too good for this. And like or it was just disgusting to me. And no one told me anything, but that thought kept eating me alive for until the next day, Fajr. And I just started praying. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I just... So then later I found out I was pretty similar to Iblis. But the only thing is I eventually did sujood. <laughs> I was like, at least I did the sujood. At least I went for it, you know what I mean? I had more time than him. <laughs> so uh, that, that, you know, and then, you know, that whatever I was doing in life, somehow I never let go of prayer. And what eventually happened was that prayer helped me let go of everything else that was wrong. Mm -hmm. um, slowly, the Quran started coming into my life. And this is me not preparing for anything. And then I finished high school. And then my father, and me and my father had this deal about me going, you know, high school kids, you know, you yeah, have this yeah, all, yeah. All, all the plans to, to party after high school. You Especially when you're done from 12th grade, going to college and preparing for so I was ready for like a very party types lifestyle in college. So me and my father had this, um, although my grades were always good in, 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 in high school. So we had this deal that after high school, you know, I'm going to go on this one trip and da, 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 da. He said, yeah, sure, go on. And, but go on this other trip first. It's a shorter trip. I was like, okay, deal. So then that's how I got onto this 10-day Tablig Jumat thing. And that really shifted a lot of my perspective on so many things. Hmm. And 10 days finish. And I felt like, you know, I'm, I'm ready to be a, a, a better Muslim. But that was, I, I, you know, I'm now looking back at it in hindsight, that would have been my downfall if I thought that at that time. So my father's like, hey, listen, these guys are going to go for another month. They're, you know, they got to do, they got to finish their 40 day. And um, they just go for another month. They're going to Toronto anyways, go hang out, go, go enjoy yourself. I was like, Okay, Toronto's cool. Um, so that's what happened. And one of the best memories, so interestingly, I, I, me, one of my friends, Elias from uh, Long Island, um, and one of my other friends, Abdullah Chaudhry from Long Island, we became, we were, so three of me's just came to that one Jamaat. That's what it was. <laughs> three people just like me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Abdullah was probably in a little better hands. But we were all just wild, you know, and then crazy. And then we have, we were just with this, Allah bless him. His name is Dr. Bilal. He's in Indiana. He's running a madrasa there too now. And um, I don't know how he dealt with us, man. Like, uh, one of the finest memories of life is that 
is that 30 days experience in Toronto. I mean, we robbed that man's car without a license and drove around like Canada. (laughs) 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 And when we got the car back in one piece, he didn't yell at us. He didn't say anything. He was just relieved that one, we were alive too, that his car was okay. (laughs) Uh, Going into Canada that time um, was an experience. Met this guy at the border patrol, put us, um, he, he put four of us at the wall hands up, don't move, you know, like, uh, checking Dr. Bilal's car. I mean, come on, Dr. Bilal, you know how you're trying to, four guys were 18, I think Bilal was 19. We're dressed like in jeans and kurta and topi. We look like the typical terrorists that they show on, you know, TV. And then you have Dr. Bilal. You know, you have this guy who's in his 40s and so gentle and the guy was like, all you against the wall. And then something happened. He asked something about the car, and Dr. Bilal, like, he took a, he approached him, and the dude was like, everybody, I think he pulled his gun on us. But uh, that was an experience. So, anyways, after all of that, uh, you know, learning and bonding and brotherhood and Islam, just learning so much dawah, I, you know, my father low-key whispered in Dr. Bilal's ear before, he's like, hey, listen, he's going for pharmacy. I want him to become an alim. And um, Dr. Bilal spoke to me about it. And I was like, Dr. Bilal, you're fucking out, man. There's no way I'm going to do that. Interestingly enough, uh, in the middle of those uh, that one month in Toronto, I don't know if you know Mufti Abdullah Nana from, um, from, from California. Mm-hmm. He's very big into like the halal, you know, advocates and all of that. And he's a pretty well-recognized. Maybe you know him, maybe you don't. Yeah. So he ended up, we ended up like, joining he ended up like tagging along with us there's only four of us and he it was him and like four other guys and or five other guys and they joined with us so uh, subhanallah like i got to see how a mufti works without even knowing what was going on like it wasn't i wasn't thinking of anything but it was leaving an impact on me. it was having an impact on me it was leaving its imprint on me i saw how people approached him i saw the level of um you know not only respect but imagine how much love he had how he had the answers to everything. Um, and it was, so I had the experience to, you know, so Mufti, uh, Dr. Bilal spoke to Mufti and he was like, hey, listen, his father wants him. So Mufti spoke to me once and I was like, Mufti, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if I'm about this. And um, what's interesting, subhanAllah, is Abdullah, my other friend, he was dying to become like, you know, study, become a scholar, he, the, the kid who came with me. And what ended up happening was he couldn't go on that journey. And me, who, who was so skeptical and nah about it the whole time, ended up, you know, joining Darulum. And that's the only reason I joined Darulum. It was, and I'm, I'm from Huntington, Long Island, and the closest thing to me was a Darulum. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's how that journey started. I still remember my first night in Darulum. It was pretty depressing because here I am. So what, in the is, of- what is, for the people that might not know, what is a Darulum, right? Darululum is a um, is a system, right? If you hear Darululum, they're gener- they're generally following a syllabus or a curriculum that is uh, based off of, for the most part, based off of what is Darululum Dioband in, in in India, right? That's the original Darululum, and then it has its sub branches all throughout the world. Even though we're not really connected but we follow that syllabus or they follow the, the, the teachers or the administration, they follow that syllabus for the most part and they follow their guidelines, you know, 
So that's pretty much what Darulum is. It's just a it, it's a it's a seven year course to study, which we study, in which at the end of it, you know, we uh, we 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 study so many of the different or the major sciences of hadith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, of, of of Islam, including hadith and fiqh and uh, tafsir and so many other things. And then you graduate, you know, to become a community leader. So that's basically what Darulum is. And I went to study. I, I I tore my ACL in the middle through basketball. So I had one. I spent one year in Chicago as well, because they were they had online stuff happening. So I, I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna skip a year. So I did. I think I did like half of the year with them online, and then the other half I was like, you know what, I'm gonna finish it with them. So yeah, that's uh, I don't know. That was kind of like a little yeah, roller coaster ish. Of course, of course, mashallah. That was yeah. uh, it's very nice. Uh, I think a lot of the stories that, like, you know, when you are like with your teachers all the time, there's a lot of stories mm. that are built, you know, um, mm. and and there's so many things that, you know, you might they just they just leave a memory and like you'll remember that later in life when you know you're yeah. teaching or something, you'll just be like, you know, it's it's just memory. Let me, let, me, let me share something with you, man. Something crazy yeah. just ring just rang a bell. So Mufti Mufti Nana, the last time he saw me, it was it was you know it was in Jamaat. I mean, I'm not in Jamaat, man. We were we were we were still wild, right? You know, we were still <laughs> yeah. like we yeah. you don't know what a mailbox is. Yeah. You know, somebody goes on their all fours and the other guy pushes them, right? Oh, okay. So yeah, so me and Abdullah, this kid I never knew, we bonded through mailboxing other people. Like that's how we figured. You know, like it, it, we felt, we got such a thrill out of it. <laughs> I don't know. So it got to the point where one time I looked back and Mufti was on his all fours and telling the guy, and Abdullah was like, Abdullah didn't do it to me. He was just like, because you know, he was like, I could have done this, but you know, you were you were you were my boy this whole time with the mailbox stuff. So we got to that point where, like, you know, Mufti was ready to mailbox us. I think we mailboxed him like a million times too, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> one time we mailboxed this one kid that Mufti was like giving him dawah you know it took a lot of time for it took a lot of effort to get him out of his house and and uh, you know he, he had no he barely this kid is his name is Muhammad Allah still blessed him I still know him like I still have his face in my mind his, remember his name um, uh, and uh, you know so he was a heavy kid man he was like 250 pounds or more and we got him at the house and Mufti, he had no idea about Islam and, you know, we're chilling. We're just chilling with him. That's the only reason he actually ended up bonding with us and learning something about Islam because we were just, so, we were just so chilling with him. We ended up mailboxing this kid on straight concrete and he didn't move the whole night in the masjid. Like he, he landed there and he went to sleep. <laughs> I stuck for Allah. Mufti found out on the next day in the morning <laughs> and he was like, you guys are so bad. <laughs> And we felt bad too, you know, like that kid was not moving. He was like, oh, he was making a lot of noises. Me and Abdullah were being so silly. We were giving this kid like, we were like, yo, bro, you do need tissues, man? Did you like, did you poop your pants? Like we were just, (laughs) instead of just being saying, hey, sorry or whatever. And uh, so nevertheless, man, so Mufti kind of saw all this wild stuff about us, right? Now Mufti sees me, I think it's in my first or second year of Alam course in Darul Uloom. He comes as a visiting guest. And I know, obviously, I recognize him. And I go in front of him, and he's in this, like, little cabin or he's in this little room, very visiting room. And I I think um, I, was a, I, was def- I was a dorming kid, so I think at nighttime, uh, you know, with a couple of the dorming kids, I got to go visit him. And people, you know, so it was kind of embarrassing because I told all the guys I know him. When he saw me, he couldn't recognize me. 
And then he, he was just looking at me and he was like, he couldn't, he looked at me and looked away. And then my guys are like, well, I thought he, thought, I thought he knew you, man. And then I'm like, and then I go up to him and I'm like, and I, you know, I'm like, obviously I'm talking much different. I'm talking like a student of knowledge. I'm talking with so much more adab. I'm not trying to mailbox this guy now. Uh, my, my hair looks different. I have, you know, my hair is not long anymore. I got more facial hair coming in. Um, Mufti's so shocked. He was, I remember the look on his face till today. He's just so shocked what he's looking at. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I couldn't, it, it, it didn't register with me at that time because I was just like, um, I don't know. You know, it was just, uh, it, but it was, I remember his, I remember his reaction. He couldn't even recognize me. And um, it was, it was, it was really good. Till, till, till today, man, me and Mufti have a really good relationship. And, um, you know, I, I really, uh, one time somebody was saying something to him, man. He's one of his colleagues. So he's senior, much senior to me, right? He's a, he's a generation ahead of me almost. And uh, I, I messaged him. I was like, because we're in this, you know, we're in this group chat with a bunch of scholars from North America. And I was like, hey, Mufti, man, I don't know about you, but that guy should not be talking to you. He was saying some real, I mean, I can't even say stuff, you know, right now because it's, it's we're being recorded. Maybe off, I can tell you, but he was saying some really bad things, yeah. man. Mm. Really bad. Like, you should, he crossed the line that you don't cross. Mm. And I was like, man, I was like, Mufti Sahib, that was not right. And uh, I was like, you know, and um, I had that, I, we, I, had, I shared a moment with him where I, I, I told him, you know, how I felt about him and what he meant to me. And I was like, I'm not going to let that happen next time. And he was just like, you know, just let it be. I know that guy, you know, even from my studying days, we used to go to, we, we studied together in the same uh, overseas and, you know, just forget it and this and that. And I was like, you know, if you're saying it, I'm, uh, you know, uh, that's, uh, I'll do it. But otherwise it's, you know, that, you know, I, I let him know how I felt about it and how, like, I really wanted to do something about it. And, um, you know, so till today, and this was pretty recent, me and Mufti, you know, we have a really good relationship and, um, just, uh, he's an amazing guy, man. He's an amazing mm. guy. Mashallah. That, yeah. That's, that's amazing, man. I mean, this, there's so many things that, uh, I think studying in general, uh, studying knowledge, yeah. it, it's, it's just, it, it gains you, it, you gain so many stories from it, you know? Yeah. And you also gain experience from those stories and then you gain, uh, a yeah. lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of ilm within that. So I think, Absolutely. you know, uh, so so now, mashallah, like, you know, we know the background kind of, you know, who is Imam Hassan, you know? Um, so, <laughs> well, you don't know yet, but yeah, it's yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, you've been very, uh, within this past, you know, I think the, the quarantine period, you've been very mm -hmm. active on social media trying to, you know, get your um, videos out there, try to benefit people, inshallah. Um, mm. And then you also, what, what's interesting, I think, is you also, um, like a lot of uh, people on, you know, qualified people on Instagram, they're putting their, uh, like, you know, ask me a question, right? Because a lot of people, mm. they feel maybe they can't ask in person. So I think that's, that gives yeah. them that kind of freedom to ask whatever question and you know whatever man yeah. tell me about it whatever yeah, so so there's a lot of crazy questions okay but <laughs> it's kind of like um the uh a mufti uh i don't know if you know mufti muhammad wasim khan he has yeah that was uh that's my second part answer to your second the second part of your question how i became with such a young imam was through him mashallah through him yeah he's uh he's a 
he's a really good friend awesome. and um he's my, he's senior to me so the, my first uh, um experience of mufti wasim was i'm a second year student he comes to my masjid there's this like bunch of scholar there's an event happening whatever and there's all these other scholars and he completely in my opinion at that moment outshined everybody and what and like the whole crowd is going up to him and there was like a q and a and like that's the point where we reached and he outshined everyone Michelle. and uh, at, least, at least to me um so and and even like you know to be honest some of my some of my teachers were there as well and i was, so that's why it was so mind blowing to me that my uh, teachers are here and this guy's outshining them you know i saw so, yeah uh uh-huh. yeah go ahead go ahead yeah yeah so i saw on um i think it was somewhere and it's somewhere on like online I was trying to look for um, a Hanafi opinion of something, right? And mm-hmm. I, I go to, I, I end up, you know, on one of the uh, Darul Alum, uh, you know, Q&A websites. Um, and then I, I read the opinion. And it's a very, you know, long, extensive, very good um, answer. On the bottom, it says Muhammad Usim Khan. <laughs> and, oh, wow. Yeah. So, like... It, he's doing some extensive work and like he's doing a lot man like mashallah he's like lot, yeah. he's doing so much for the youth too like he, he's been on tiktok recently and it's it's amazing <laughs> like seeing his, oh. his answers seeing these yeah things. man it, it's a very TikTok, yeah tiktok's a whole new world yeah no you haven't uh, you haven't uh ventured there have you i think i tried and i was like it's not for me yeah me too yeah same thing yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I tried and I was like, I, this is not for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, I'll, I'll, we'll get to social media and TikTok and IG yeah, in a second. Of course. So, Mufti Wasim, that's where I met him. It was a Q&A. He said he was 19. That blew me away. Okay. I was 19 at that time as well. Me and him the same age. I think he's like four months or a couple of months older than me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I was in second year and he's finished two, two years even after Alam course and IFTA and everything. Hmm. Um, so, that's the first time I met him. Then I met him um, as I'm like, it's right in the center of my alum course. And he comes to give a speech in, in the last 10 days of Ramadan in my masjid. And um, that, re- you know, that, that was, he remembered that as our first interaction, I believe, right? And from there, again, he comes to deliver a lecture maybe a couple of years later. I'm in my final two years now. And he hears me lead the salah and then he gives the lecture and then, you know, we really click or, you know, we really bond, begin to bond more there. Again, two years pass by, I'm about to graduate. Uh, and he calls me and he said, I'm in Houston. I want you to, I want, or would you be interested in, in coming to Houston? And I said, let's do it. And what's interesting is before I even knew him, I wanted to come to Houston. I don't know why. I think, you know, that Desi wave that happened maybe like eight years ago that yeah. everyone's moving to Houston. I've, I've and had it was, family friends move, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if, they, if that was it, but in, it, it, like in, my, in my mind, as a New York City person who still had two years left in Island course, I was like, I want to make it to Houston. Uh, little did I know that I should have made the Dwarf for Dallas, but because <laughs> you know that you know that Mama I made it like I, it was yeah, like that yeah, type yeah. of thing. Yeah, that's that's what I thought Houston was, mm. and maybe it was that time, but um, I, I can't really remember. But anyways, uh, so when he called me, I was like, Subhanallah, like look how amazing Allah is. Like He hears your duas, which I don't think I ever raised my hands and physically verbalized a dua to Houston 
but I always, but it was in my heart, right? And it was, it was happening. And then Mufti, Mufti's like, uh, let's do this. It didn't work out the first year. I mean, I send him all the things. It didn't work out the first year. Now I've, I, I graduate. I'm the first uh, actually alumni to teach in the alum course of my institution in Darulum. So I got that. So I'm actually the only at the moment student and colleague of my own teachers. That's amazing, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Let me tell you, when you're a dorming when you're a dorming kid, there you have two you have two different things. There's the student, and then there's the dormer, right? As the student, the teachers, like I was, was like, you know, top two, top three in my class, alhamdulillah. As the dormer, I was like top two, top three in terms of always getting in trouble. So <laughs> it was difficult for some teachers to see me as their colleague because they were always reflecting on my dorming. Like, this is the same kid who would go out and break the rule and grab a gyro from the corner, you know, and we, even though we told him not to. It's the same kid who would be, you know, whatever. Uh, silly, silly dorming stuff. Like, oh, you got to be there for Fajr for the first takbir. If you miss the first takbir, you know, there's someone at the door who's also missing their first takbir to make sure they see if you miss your first takbir. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's really, or, or how you leave Fajr. I mean, like you pray Fajr and then you have to sit there for Azkar and Quran and, you know, come on, when we're dorming, you want to sleep. Yeah. So you try to sneak out and so it's like, you know, you get in all these dorming, dorming troubles. Uh, sneaking out at nighttime just to, I mean, come on, man, we're in New York, we're, we're in Queens, Jamaica, Queens, we can crash a train to Manhattan and, and go to Times Square or anything, anytime, which we did so many times, right? Yeah. So you, you get the point, man, silly yeah, stuff, yeah. dorming stuff, yeah, you get in yeah. trouble for. So my teacher's like, the student is good, but this guy is crazy. You know, it was like, kind of like, <laughs> uh, but I had a great influence. I even remember even before my final year before I graduated and when I became a teacher on this on a lot of the on a lot of the students that were that were you know uh, junior to me so I mean they kept me till today that class that I taught or the two classes especially the first year and the second year they still uh, reach out to me they still tell me you know how uh, about our memories and it's been like you know they're almost alims they got like two years left or whatever long story short that that year finishes Mufti Wasim was like now he hits me up again. He's like, I got you now. He's doing his Isra. He started it at that time. He's like, I need a teacher. Mm. Uh, he's like, but I can't afford to pay you, you know, such an amount. By that time, I was already married. Mm -hmm. but, you know, so he's like, how about this? Well, there's, there's vacancies here. I have, you know, a lot of pull. And then basically, that got me into being an imam over here. Um and then working with him at the same time. After my first child, I told him I couldn't work with him anymore. It was just too much. Hmm. Um, but Mufti Wasim is what inspired me as a, in very short, to be a young imam. Because I saw he could do it. And I was like, I, I can do it. So, yeah. That's, dude, now, now, we have to, now we have to clip this part out and call him out on Instagram. Because <laughs> he actually posted me on his story and he said, should I do a podcast with him? Uh, and then he had a poll, yes or no. So I, it, it was the yes one. And then I emailed him, but then, uh, you know, something might have happened. He probably didn't see it. And then, uh, you know, inshallah, we're going to get him on. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, so that's, that's a huge inspirational story, man. Like, it's like, yeah. you never know. I think it's one of those things where you never know what connection that Allah SWT will place for you that will join you into your future.
right? It, you don't know. It's so Ajib, man. Yeah. And you know, I really don't, uh, like, now I'm reflecting at all these things with you, right? Yeah. I don't, obviously, I don't, it's not like I talk about it with everyone every day. Oh, okay. So it's, it's, it's so amazing. As I'm reflecting, I'm like, in my, I'm in my heart, I'm like, subhanAllah, like, how, it's all connecting. And it's in, it's connecting in Allah. It's it's the qadr of Allah. It's the purpose of Allah. It's the it's the it's the insha of Allah. It's just so beautiful how Allah works and and how life works if you just have tawakkul. You kind of hand yourself over to Allah, and um, Subhanallah, man, it, it just makes all the grind seem worth it. Of course, of course. Yeah. Subhanallah. Now. Getting into a little bit of social media. So first and mm. foremost, I stayed away from TikTok. I did one video, okay? I did one TikTok. I did, I did one. I said, okay, let's see how one goes. Uh, it was supposed to be, you know, Islamic inspirational video and everything. You know, within the first few minutes, it got, you know, like 200 something views. And I was like, okay, this is, this is crazy. You know what I mean? Like TikTok is really unsaturated, meaning like there's like, it's a chance for everyone to kind of get up the scale, right? right. So. So that's why I was like, okay, social media wise, it's it's a good platform. And then I saw the the where it's going to be placed, right? Between all of these other things, right? Yeah. So that's why I was like, okay, you know what? First of all, I don't support China like that. Uh second of all, I'm not gonna put my content in between like that. Uh, you know. And, right, and, right. and that's why that's why I um, I had to do it for a social media class for one of my uh, degree uh, requirements. I had yeah. to make a TikTok and like post stuff on it, not related to um, like Dean or anything. But I just had to do like content. I didn't do any dances, wallah. But <laughs> you know, and then it's just like it's the like the content is just not. I I that's that's my personal opinion. Obviously, there's so much good on it, right? There's a lot of kids that are trying to put good on it. But also, you have to understand, there's a lot of people that are doing it um, without, well, with ignorance, right? Because yeah. they don't know that they might be doing a huge uh, sin while yeah. making fun of the religion, right? Allah SWT says, وَمَا هُوَ بِالْهَزْنِ Right? So, like, there's no, it's yeah. not a joke, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, that's one, of the, that's first. Uh, so, TikTok was off my list, um, you know, and alhamdulillah for that. Even, yeah. Yeah. So, so how, how do you see that type of a platform? Cause um, obviously, you know, if everybody wants to follow you, they can just search Imam Hassan uh, Siddiqui. And there's like a few underscores here and there, but you know, if they just search that, it comes up inshallah. And then, right, right. yeah, yeah, no. Um, so, and then I'll put it in the uh, description for the podcast inshallah. But right, right. So how do you see, how do you see the social media platforms benefiting and then also not so much? <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think I I agree almost wholeheartedly with the TikTok thing that you just mentioned. Um, see, I started Instagram for myself. Mm. Number one. Yeah, first I was you posted, I, I, like you know just lifestyle kind of like not too much related. Yeah, to a reminder or anything. Yeah. I know, I, I, yeah, that too, but I wanted Instagram to, I, I wanted it to be an Islamic thing, but I wanted it to benefit me. I, ne- I needed to stay engaged. Quarantine was just killing me. Yeah. So I needed, I needed an objective. I needed a goal. I needed something to keep me, you know, keep me going forward at that moment. That's why I was doing all these Ramadan reminders and like it was happening every day. I was yeah. literally doing it every day. 
Uh, it was inspiring at that time. It was motivating. I felt I felt like there's there, there's this motive I have right now. Uh, one mistake I made was I made a goal. I was like, by the next Ramadan, my goal is that I want to reach, I want to impact at least a thousand people and have a thousand followers. What happened was once I reached that, I got naturally a little lazy. Hmm. But outside of that, my initial goals for Instagram were to be able to like ask me a question was one of the things I started immediately because I wanted someone to know that they can come to Instagram. I actually was doing that every day. Ask me mm. a question. Mm. Um, maybe I should start doing. Uh, then I started went to every other day. In the last two three weeks, I've been doing it maybe only once or twice a week. But I'm gonna do that more because the reason I did that to begin with was to give, and it worked. I've noticed it worked. My, you know, that to give a platform to anyone to come on IG and like, if I need to ask anyone a question, I know there's this one guy who, who always, you know, has this platform available where I can just go and ask a question. So that was that. And then I just wanted to, uh, you know, be able to motivate the youth. I, what I even noticed, man, the youth of my own community, they gelled and bonded with me much more after I started Instagram. Mm. So it's because I guess they realized or they saw, because they see me in the masjid and I, I have to be very formal, very professional, the right? Person. I have to be, yeah, because I'm not just their imam. I'm the imam for the, the jajas and everyone else yeah. as well, you know. Allah bless them. Yeah. Ameen, ameen. <laughs> and uh, I'm 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 the imam for the sisters and the aunties, and I'm the imam for you know the little little kids, the really little kids. And so I have to kind of carry myself in a way where I have to be very professional, right? I can't let my guard down. But with the youth, or at least on IG, they realized, oh, he's he's much more open than we thought he was. So that actually was really beneficial to me being an imam. Like just last night, man, we got home at, I, I dropped all these kids off and I got home at right like 1.30 at a.m. <laughs> yeah. That's when we got home because wow. we were hooping. We took them somewhere to hoop at nighttime with lights. And then we went out to eat. And, um, and you know, in, in the midst of all of this, we barely spoke about Islam. Mm. But it's that comfort level. I want these kids to know who are now 18 and 17 and 16 and 20 that even down the line when life is not going so well, they, they know who to come to. Mm. Like just last night I got home. I was just chilling, getting ready to sleep. One of my friends from uh, Huntington from uh, Long Island, he hits me up and he knows me like from high school. And then he seen me transition. So he knows me, me, you know what I mean? He's comfortable with me. Yeah. And he asked me such a question that he said, I can't ask this to anybody actually male or female it was about something about you know like a family thing yeah. um and but he felt like he could ask me and that made me feel successful that he not because of my some there's a move there's a the mufti rafiq is he uh, i mean yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah. We, we grew up together also mashallah he's gonna be next and, <laughs> yeah and he's part of my he's my local community right okay. and uh he's he's that he could have went to Mufti Rafiq, right? Who's he's a Mufti, and I'm not, right? So he he has so much more knowledge than me. And uh, but he felt like he could come to me because of just being boys. Mm. You know what I mean? And uh, he says, I I actually tell him he went. This kid went to Hajj with me. I was like, he asked me a question. Who do I bring all my questions to? You know? 
Because, you know, I, I listen, when I, when I speak about Islam, especially in terms of like opinions or knowledge, I don't hide anything. But at the same time, I give guidance that what you should follow. So uh, he was exposed to more opinions other than the strict uh, Hanafi, or not even Hanafi, but like the Diobandi version or of Hanafi uh, in the Madhab. So he saw a different side, when, uh, especially being with me. And he asked me at the end, who asked my questions to? And I said, you ask your questions to your local mufti and imam. That's what you do. I'm in, I was like, I'm all the way in Houston. You're here. You might need something any time of the day. And you're not gonna. I'm, it's not feasible that I'm your guy. You know, don't don't make me your guy. If you were in my community, I would have told you like exact opposite that you need to just you know this is what you need to do. So he always asks Mufti uh, Rafiq for you know a lot of things, but he couldn't ask this because there wasn't that level of comfort. And it was a very important thing, man. Like uh, it was like it, it's not even one of those things like you know it was between haram and halal that it was gonna happen. And um, but he felt like he can ask me. And that was my goal with these kids. Like, I just want them to know they can hoop with me. I can yell at them when they're missing their shots or messing around. Man, that's one thing. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I got, I'm like on my teammates or even like the way I, I play basketball. I don't know if you've seen the last dance with Michael Jordan. Um, I'm pretty tough on my teammates, man. Yeah. But then after, after the game, I'll pull all of them together and I'll tell them why I was tough on them. And I'll even apologize, but I'll tell them, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not really, I said I shouldn't need to, but I'm going to let you guys know that this is why it was happening that way. So if, that's the moment we had. And then we went to eat and we had laughs and fun and, and jokes. And then I took them home and their parents could trust me with them. They know that their parents can trust me with them. And um, that's what I'm trying to build with the youth. And that's, you know, uh, uh, social media started to really help with that. I put up, I, after the Ramadan series, I did a post-Ramadan series. About, the Ramadan series was like 13 episodes or 12. Post-Ramadan was like four. And I asked the youth, I put the poll up, that what do they want to hear about? And majority said they want to hear about Nikah. And then that's, that's when I did the Nikah series. Actually, I still have three or more. I could actually extend this Nikah series to almost, you know, to be honest, like 80 episodes. Hmm. But I'm probably going to end it. There's a lot. There's so much, you know, right? Like, it's really never-ending. But, because uh, I just, at 40 episodes, I'm going to finish. I only have three episodes left. I'm going to finish the pre-Nikah. Then there's actually the Nikah, what you can do, what you can't do, what you should do, you know, all that. And then there's post-Nikah. Mm. Like, like I, that's a whole different ballgame, right? But I felt, and I'm probably going to stop at 40 in my pre-Nikah, everyone talks about the Nikah, and everyone talks about right and after nikah. But who talks about pre-nikah? Mm. Who actually goes into detail to determine if I'm ready for marriage? Who goes out to determine how do I figure out if this spouse is for me? Or who's going to find a spouse for me? And how do, if I'm, can I speak to them? What do I speak to them about? No one talks about that. And that's what I really wanted to put out there for the youth, that this all can happen in a way where it's actually meaningful. You don't have to go in blindly, um, but there has to be a lot of boundaries uh, that you know you can't cross, and there has to be a self-assessment uh, and evaluation of you guys that am I even ready for marriage, you know, and all of that. So that's me with uh, social media. I've really been slowing down. That's just because of life, not because of that. No, uh, I think the thousand the thousand K definitely played a role into it for a week or so, and then I was like, no, no, no. 
that's that's not even the right like my that wasn't my intention i should move forward but it's just getting really tough moving forward mm. i know i've um there's a lot of people now um especially i think even with myself i was posting at least four pieces of content right every day uh wow in and on top of that was also a story story post mm. which is like you know a quick uh four four story things like it was like a minute long uh mm. just a quick reminder right quick shot because a lot of people they clicked off after four so i was like all right we're just gonna keep it four um mm. and then you have to put the at the end for what i do is did you benefit <laughs> right uh mm. and then everybody who uh, clicks no they're either you know they're mostly trolling me but you know so <laughs> uh one of them is you know my uh wonderful barber he's one of my boys he's uh <laughs> he says no and then another is my brother but you know other than that it's fine you know uh, yeah. so and i i was posting way too much i felt my intentions waver so i said mm. okay i'm gonna stop posting i stopped i didn't i didn't care uh people can get benefit from other people like i know mufti wasim i know uh the brother way of life sq you know a lot of people are out there putting out content that people can benefit from you know absolutely um so i i didn't put the entire umma's responsibility on my shoulder right right uh, and a lot of people um may do that and i did that for a while uh, i felt you know all the the youth is counting on me uh, like yeah 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 there's that pressure Yeah so uh and I would get um I I'm more uh tajweed and qiraat focused at the moment <laughs> mm. but yeah 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 I've noticed it's pretty uh see I I really admire you guys it takes a lot to be like inspired by that <laughs> yeah it's a pretty rough topic it's a pretty rough <laughs> it's, thing it's it's so dry but yeah. you guys are like <laughs> all over it and it's so inspiring <laughs> yeah man i mean you know makharij al haruf slifa all these things qiraat yeah, it's uh it's love amazing. you guys man i mean i'm so happy i finished those exams <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's very it's very fun uh dealing into the ikhtilafat too i i'm a i'm a nerd you know and and sometimes everybody nerds over things uh fiqh for me is uh you know i'm you know far the ayn is is all good inshallah but <laughs> other than that you know it's just a deep topic for me you know yeah yeah like i find because i've i've grown up as a rich mm-hmm. writer you could say right mm-hmm. so i think that's one of my things where fiqh was and and that's why i would only post ask me a question on tajweed right or like right right like that. so yeah uh if it was like ask me a fiqh question uh that's not something i would do you know mm-hmm. and and obviously i've seen A lot of people who aren't qualified they uh, put that up. Yeah. So, uh it's sad when I see that man. Yes, yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, because uh like for example, obviously this I, I I even if I do post to ask me a question, I get questions on like fiqh and I I just don't answer them. Mm-hmm. Why would I, you know, half of knowledge is saying I don't know. Right? Yep. So, if if the person <laughs> is answering 100% and they're not qualified, let's be honest. What's up what's up there, you know? Yeah man it's 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 really it's really sad i think there was somebody put a post up they're following after i, I think there's a public figure too and um asked me a question and then people are asking them legit fake questions and they're legitly they're they're answering them okay i'm like okay 
I like after reading like two three answers, I completely got where they're coming from. Like, or, you know, what mindset they have. Yeah. I'm like, I knew this person's not a scholar. Yeah. But I, I messaged them. I was like, Mashallah, you're you're trained as well. How how long? How many years did you study? It's you know we should really catch up and 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 talk and. Um, of course, yeah. I wanted to kind of make them feel a little guilty. Yeah, honestly. but not but but without without pressing them. Of course, they're like oh they're like oh I'm not a scholar. I was like oh, wow. I was like then why are you taking all these questions? Yeah, they're like should I not? I was like no you shouldn't, and that's it. Yeah. You know, and, and I think they did never put up questions after that again because, bro, to say something halal or or haram at least, that's crazy. Yeah. And if you have no idea about it, or if you only have one, you only saw it from one angle or one perspective. You know, when I answer questions, sure, I am predominantly trained in the Hanafi Madhab. Yeah. But I have like because of my passion for fiqh, and obviously now I'm in the uh, IOU of uh, Dr. Bilal Phillips, getting the complete different perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even from a fic point of view, now it's it's all humbly. You cannot just determine what's halal or what's haram, especially when it's not determined by Allah. Mm. And then you can't be so confident in going and saying that. You have to be very careful. You know, um, sometimes I'm just like I don't feel like you know like spelling it out. So I'll just say uh, I, I just gotta put it in my opinion and everything now. You know what I mean? Because that's really what it is. It's my opinion at the end of the day. And do I have this right to give you my opinion? I feel like, I mean, at least the, as, a, as my job as an imam, or I feel like, alhamdulillah, Allah has put me in that position where I, where I can. Does, just because you watch YouTube videos and <laughs> you know scholars, does that really give you the right to, to, to say, in my opinion? I think <laughs> it doesn't. You should say, in my scholar's opinion. Because, you know, the, the, the Salaf, they even wrote about this, that the madhab of, of the army is the madhab of, of the mufti. Of his, obviously, of, the, of his place, of his time. And basically, in our terms, you're imam. So it's very dangerous, man. It's very dangerous. Because a lot of times I've noticed people ask me questions just because they're like, let's just get his opinion and compare it to the opinion of the other guy. Or they want to um, test your validity, Right. Um, yeah, or according to them, according to according their standards. To, according to someone, yeah, the the ones that haven't studied at all. Um, yeah. Oh, look, well, because people come up to me and they'll they'll say they'll ask all controversial questions. I know some of those controversial questions are a test, hmm. a test between because they believe this to be something to be uh, Islam or kufr or you know or or or, or sunnah or bid'ah. Mm-hmm. Or, or or halal or haram For they already example, have yeah. this yeah. like like they have it fixed in their mind or brain yeah and they're just asking me that to put the opposite label on me yeah they're gonna say oh uh molid yes or no and if, yeah. Yeah, if yes they're gonna call you uh they'll do tabdir on you and then if not you know they'll be like all right you're on the sunnah and then after that they'll be like you know you do taqlid of who you know what i mean like this is they're they're attacking you, and they think yeah. they're the they're the cat, and you're the mouse. But in reality, you know, they're another. You know, yeah. I mean, just... I I don't know if we're allowed to take names on the podcast, but oh, I don't know about that. I mean, not not people's names, but like oh, like, okay. like 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 movements names. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like no. Yeah. 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 So so man, I I 
I never, or maybe for, for a very, maybe for a very small amount of time, yeah. I struggled with the Salafi movement. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And then I just felt bad for it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? From almost every angle, mm -hmm. not for the movement, but for the layman of that movement. For sure. I was for like, sure. you're so lost. Yeah. You are, and, and you think you've made it. And you not you you think you made it to the point where it's belief it's belief now and you think and and your belief is now so strong your belief is so strong that you're ready to do tabdir and takfir of anyone who doesn't believe like you yeah meaning calling you someone calling someone an innovator or uh, just calling taking them out of Islam by your means right and that's yeah. bro wrong you know yeah man I I've had a I had a this I'm not gonna get into details but. There was a Medina student, Medina University student. Um, I don't know him. Someone, one of my friends who was also in Medina. He was like, yo, he put me on this group chat. Uh, no, actually a video call. Not this Ramadan, the, the previous Ramadan. Mm. And this guy studied four years in Dawa, which means the whole time he's been studying who's, who's, who, who's Muqtadeh and who's not. Who's, who's Kafir, who's not. Like he's studying all the... And he... I was like, listen, you, do you know me? He's like, I don't know you. He's like, where did you study? I was like, I studied in Darul. He's like, so I'm already going to do Tabdiyah view to begin with. But don't feel offended. I was like, you're basically slapping someone in the face and saying, it's not hurting. Don't worry. Yeah. You're, it's not hurting. Yeah. I was like, I was like, why are you going to do Tabdiyah with me? You don't even know me. He's like, no, you just come from a place where Tabdiyah is the default for you. I was like, okay. I was like, convince me. There was a topic he selected, Asma and Sifat of Allah. Uh -huh. I was like, if you can convince me about your approach to it, right now, right here, I will accept or say the words that you need me to say. Yeah. Okay. He tried his best. Because prior to the discussion, it was all Quran, Sunnah, Salaf. Quran, Sunnah, Salaf. He's like, okay, before we begin this discussion, there's this one rule we have to lay down. The, the way we approach all one uh, quality and name of Allah is the way we're going to approach all the qualities and names of Allah. Meaning, uh, if we're going to if we're going to say this one is haqiqi, then all of them are haqiqi. If this one is, uh, if we're going to establish this one and say this Allah is Samia and Basir, like the all-seeing, all-knowing, there's no there's no and if or but about it. We have to do that with everything. I was like, okay. Now he's about to continue. And I was like, hey, pause, pause, pause there, buddy. This one rule, where, did you, where are you getting this rule from? Can you extrapolate it from? Which verse are you extrapolating this from? Or which hadith? Or which salaf said this? He didn't quote anything. And I knew where the rule was coming from. It wasn't even coming from the salaf. It was coming from... Um, it's, it's in Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah's, you know, the way he lays his foundations. Yeah. Uh, I think it's in Usul al-Khamsa. But um, of, of, of Muhammad Abdul But um, anyways, um, I was like, he didn't say anything. So his answer to that wasn't Ibn Taymiyyah. He said, "Oh, the uncle demands this." I was like, "Brother, you're talking to a Hanafi. And if you're going to tell me the uncle demands your qaeda, I'm going to destroy that qaeda and tell you the uncle demands something much more different." Mm. So the moment he said that, I let him speak. He said his mind. He finished his question. He finished his whole dars, and I asked him a few questions afterwards. I was like, "I'm going to wait for your answer." 
And he didn't give me an answer because if he gave an answer, uh, he would do tajseem of Allah by giving that answer. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to say so, yes or no so to just it. For the, just for the definition. Anthropomorphic. He'd become yes. an anthropomorphist. Yeah, so... so uh, he would, he, yeah, yeah. yeah, he would attribute uh, bodily... Or, he, uh, you know, he would att- attribute to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala such features which are, only, which are specific to creation, not the creator. Yeah. And, um, but at the same time, he can't, he can't say yes or no to my questions and he cannot go against his own rule, which is everything is, uh, they're Puritans, they're literalists. So everything in the Quran is literal. That's how they approach things. Um, so if Allah says he has a shin, he has a shin. And I said, how can Allah have a shin? There's absolutely nothing like him. Shins yeah. are for creation. He's like, is the shin... Well, he, yad, we, saw, we talked about yad first. Yeah, is yeah. the your yad the same as your female's yad? Or is a human yad the same as an ape's yad? And he goes on, on this whole rant about ants and different yads. I was like... Hands, yeah. I, I was like, our, our, the, the sifat, the quality of the hand is different. Yeah. The objective and the purpose of the hand might be slightly different, but the objective is still the same. Yeah. He's like, no, the objective is not the same. You don't walk on your hands. I was like, okay. But at the same time, the necessity of the hand is the same, right? Everything is what? It's a limb. Does it not matter how it's used or function or even the objective of it? But the haqiqah, like you're mentioning, is it that it's a body part, correct? So you're establishing a body part for Allah. Yes or no? Mm-hmm. He couldn't say yes or no. But all of his explanation leads to yes or no. You know, yes, obviously, right? So they they come so the, what my point was what kind of you were saying this man did tabdi of me by default and when the when it came down to it the one who was doing something bid'ah was him <laughs> allah protect us man i mean i mean so many so many things that happen with these differences and yeah it's a lot of um it's a lot of things that are backed by um zeal uh in in their in their origins of seeking knowledge and i've seen mm-hmm. this happen to a lot of brothers and it happened to me as well where you find mm, yourself in yeah. this hole where you want to jump into every harsh opinion every single thing that's like the highest level of like knowledge you need to to yeah. extrapolate um yeah i remember i was talking to someone i was like oh you know no molid ever like what's wrong with mm. you? And I was like, I was 15. <laughs> like imagine. And I was tra- <laughs> Oh man. You know, yeah. So I was following, you know, like the the usual. Um, yeah. And uh, it was just, it was a lot of stuff that you know, it was a lot of ignorance then. Uh, yeah. And it was only with and your point brings back your local teachers are your, to be honest your best teachers and yeah. you know I went to my local teacher and he demolished and he taught me from scratch basically right. Uh, and that was that was the best thing that could have happened alhamdulillah um but yeah you know still um even the local teacher i would have been i would have been maliki uh if you know, i i went further you should oh, go if you can go be maliki you, you, you if you have a teacher who's maliki you go be maliki yeah. <laughs> nah. uh, the reason i'm saying that is because Outside of all the madahib, they're so deep in terms yeah. of how... I mean, just look at it this way. Uh, the, the Shafi madhab, Imam Shafi has like his two or 
three or two or three yeah, Muslim of his main students transferring his madhab. The Hanbali barely has you know any uh, from directly from Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal. The Imam Abu Hanifa has his you know his two or three or four main students. Mm. Imam Malik has seven. Mm. Seven. So just from its roots, there's going to be seven perspectives possibility at least right seven different yeah. perspectives of how and uh, it's it's very deep man and then actually what's what's interesting about the maliki method is it these seven then are categorized into three which are hijaz andalus and then iraq mm. and uh, it's very it's very unique how they they differ the iraqi madhab of um uh of, of the maliki method right they have a very uh, the, the 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 kuf and spin to their books, like yeah. the Hanafi touch comes into it. The way they their books are written. So for me, it's so much easier to appreciate them <laughs> yeah. because I, because you know obviously I'm 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 I'm, I'm trained in the Hanafi method, so it's very easy for me to to you know navigate through Hanafi text. And then when you see something very similar to it, you know it, it's 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 so. Anyways, there there's I love Azhar's though. I, every Azhari I met, I I just love the approach of Azhar. Of course. I, I know it changed because of the political stuff over the years, but yeah. that is the Oxford of the Muslim world. For Make sure. no mistake about it. I think I don't. It's yeah. I don't know why people have made. They think it's not, but I because of, of the political climate. But that is the Oxford of the Muslim world. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It's it's an amazing atmosphere too. It's just like you you have yeah. all of you have a Hanafi class going on here. You have Shafi'i over here. Um, you know, you may have a small Hanbali, small one over here, but uh, Maliki, Maliki is called my, uh, one of my friends. Uh, Maliki's are big out in even in Egypt. Yeah, there's, there's Maliki's out there. Because one of my uh, one of my friends, he learned from a teacher who's like they're like kind of right next to Azhar, so they like you know used to pray in Azhar and everything. But they he learned wow. from a, a teacher who's actually there, a G Algerian Sheikh uh, Sheikh Suhair. He's very. Uh, if you look online, Sheikh Zuhair, um, like he he has. Uh, I think it's Markaz Imam Malik. They have a whole you know kind of institute type thing, but it's, mm -hmm. it's amazing. You know, um, inshallah, I, you know, I might learn uh, some mantiq, uh from him. Actually, it's uh, wow. Uh, yeah, so it's a lot of it's a lot of cool stuff that goes on in there, but you know, mashallah, this was a great discussion. Uh, I believe we went. I don't know how what time is it? It's, uh, it's yeah, we, we we went about an hour because yeah, you know it took about ten minutes for to, to start. Up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the technical technical difficulties. But jazakallah khair so much for coming. Thank you so no, much no, for no. you know really quickly accepting. May Allah subhanahu wa taala bless you. You know, I I truly you know value your time. Yeah, I value your work, especially online. Uh, everybody needs to follow you, um, Imam Hassan Siddiqui. Uh, I will post this everywhere, you know what I mean? We'll find it. And, you know, inshallah, there's so much benefit to be taken. Um, also from uh, Mufti uh, Rafiq as well. So much benefit to be taken from him as well. Um, His journey is amazing. Yeah, I, we're going to talk about that, inshallah. Uh, I'll have yeah. that one, inshallah. His journey is epic. Uh, inshallah, we'll get through that. And then uh, also Mirsab, and then we'll also have Mufti Wasim. So we got a whole lineup, inshallah. Inshallah. Uh, Allah bless you, man. You're doing great work. Uh, Jazakallah. Uh, thank you for having me. Jazakallah oh, khair um, for bringing me, uh, you know, giving uh, me some time to just uh, tell me about myself. Um, yeah, of course. To show, to show that love, to show that appreciation, and Allah bless you for it. 
Amin, Ya Rabbal Alameen. So with that, I leave you all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.